your island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero, on 1039 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back. Now, as Frank has done for really the last uh, almost over a week now, uh, calling in from uh, the Ukraine. Frank has been there giving us updated reports, doing a phenomenal job. We're getting so many different text messages and emails. People concerned, obviously, for Frank's safety, but at the same time, the value of uh, what he's saying and his observations. And it's almost like a human element uh, to what's taking place in really the hot spot of the world right now. And uh, the other days are no different than this because Frank is with us right now. Frank McKay, how are you, my friend? Doing good, Tom. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, now, I did hear that uh, there was some shelling in the western part of the Ukraine, kind of the area that you've been uh, going around and, and talking to some folks. Did you hear anything over there? Uh, somebody said to, uh, uh, you know, to, to start being a little more careful. Uh, soldiers on the Polish side told me to uh, don't be uh, reckless with, uh, uh, you know, going over there as much, uh, meaning the Ukraine, which I, I just came back from. Ukraine. I'm making a weird turn here. But um, I, I, so I'm on the Polish side now, but um, it, it's a, uh, well, and this, this looks like a bombed out place, but this, uh, there's no bombing on this side. But the, um, the, uh, the idea of, of something happening close to me, uh, it, it seemed like it did. You know what I mean? It seemed like it did. Uh, a, I don't know if I told, if I spoke to you uh, yesterday. No, it, it must have been this morning. I spoke to Jay about it. Uh, I, I saw some soldiers, some Ukrainian soldiers, early uh, in the morning on my end. And a guy came to me and he gave me a really wonderful explanation why they, they keep asking me not to take video of them. And again, I thought it was because of maybe coordinates or they were, they were worried about, uh, you know, somebody spying on their numbers or, or their faces or their families or something. But he gave me a really thoughtful answer. And, uh, and it was, uh, I, it was appreciative, uh, appreciated on my end, but the guy said to me, my friend saw you uh, a couple of days ago and he told you, you know, please don't, don't take video of the soldier. And I, and I said, where was it? I said, you're talking like it's three hours away from here. And he says, uh, maybe uh, two, two and a half hours. And he said, that's his friend, you know? So now who knows how fast they're moving and how quickly they go back and forth. But he said, um, he said, I, you know, I want to explain why that's the case. And he said, my guys here, like out of my guys here, there's a, there's a handful of them that are brand new. They've never done anything. Keep in mind, he has really broken English, uh, this guy, but he's, you know, good English. He said, they're brand new. And uh, the guys that he has, uh, he said, all of them are brand new guys. And in essence, like they've never held a gun before, uh, and some of them two weeks. He's got guys. This guy has people in his brigade or whatever the hell it is uh, that haven't held a gun ever except for two weeks ago. And his friend, the guy who uh, approached me a couple days ago about not taking pictures, um, uh, he, all of his guys are new guys. Now this would make a little sense because uh, you know I'm for the most part I'm out in the sticks. I'm not, I'm not nowhere near big cities, right? So maybe this is where they are, this is where they are, um, uh, you know, getting these guys to practice or they're getting these guys broken in. And he said, when you point that camera, and he point, you know, pointed at my camera, he said, 
I, I know to relax and to, and to see what's going on. And he knows, he said, I've been doing it for seven years. I've been training uh, for, for seven years. But some of these new guys might not, and they think that you might be harming them. And that could be dangerous. And in other words, like, they might think it's a gun. And, uh, you know, I, I, I get it. You know, it's, uh, that was a nice explanation the guy uh, gave me. Nobody else has said that. And all of these guys are basically saying, uh, all, all of these guys are basically saying, don't, whatever you do, uh, don't take cameras, uh, you know, don't take photos of the, uh, uh, of the troops. And again, I, I had no reason why, I, I had no understanding of why they uh, didn't do that. I was just looking, I, I had some call coming in. I had some call coming in from the Ukraine. I have no idea what it is, but it could, I, I've given my card out to a million people. And usually I take the, the call waiting off and, and it just showed up as, uh, as some Ukrainian number. Um, I think I told you yesterday that my wife was freaking out a little bit. Uh, she was trying to get me while I was in the Ukraine. And all mm. she was getting uh, was, a, was a, Russian, a Russian message. And she had no idea what was going on. But it was a, clearly a Russian message and saying that, uh, that, that the number is busy and whatever. And it was, uh, you know, Russian language. And, and she started freaking out a bit. And she called a couple of people to, to see if I had contacted them. And that was just the, the time period. I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. But the uh, time period that I was uh, kind of in no man's land in, uh, in the Ukraine. And, and I had no reception whatsoever. No, no reception. No uh, coordinates. Uh, nothing uh, going on. And, and she had no idea where I was. And all she's getting is a Russian message. So if you could imagine that. I, actually, I mean, all, all's well that, that ends well, right? And there was no real uh, concern. But, you know, think about it. Think if you're trying to get in touch with a loved one that's in a, uh, you know, in a war zone or, or, or during a war, and you're not hearing from them for, uh, for a while. It's, uh, it's nerve-wracking. I remember on 9-11, uh, you know, on a, a very serious note, I remember uh, friends of mine, um, their parents uh, couldn't get in touch with them, and they were firefighters, and, and ultimately they, uh, they, they perished, and uh, one guy in particular, and they couldn't get in, in touch. But you got to figure if you could reach out to your, your loved one uh, during a war, and I'm talking about them, I'm talking about the Ukrainians now, um, uh, they would. And the only reason they wouldn't get back in touch is if they, they can't, if their signal's all gummed up, uh, and or, uh, God forbid, something, you know, terribly happened. You would always uh, try to be in touch with your loved ones to let them know you're okay, um, uh, you know, especially if you're, you're under Russian fire, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, uh, yesterday you related a story that uh, uh, there was some uh, you I guess you had fallen asleep in the car and you pulled over on the side of the road. A lot of people were interested in that after you related that story on our program list you know, yesterday. A lot of people were interested in that to know exactly. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming you were on the uh, Ukrainian side of the border. And uh, to what extent were troop movements going on over there? And what, what did you observe? Because you, you had indicated that you were a little startled. You were taken by surprise that there'd be military at that location where you were at. You know, I, I got an email on that. I'm going to share it with you. Uh, uh, not an email. I have a, uh, a text from somebody here uh, on that. And let me just say what, what they said. Um, and, and it's buried here a little bit. But I, well, I'll, I'll say in short, and then I'll, I'll correct it if there's anything 
long there, but um, yeah, I I, I can't. I'll, uh, the 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 troops um, uh, that I were, uh, that I've been running into not just not just those folks that woke me up, uh, but they might be picking up um, uh, weapons from the Polar side. And, and again, I think these guys are the the newer uh, the newer troops that are here, and they're led by you know some veterans, you know guys that have been there for a while. But those troops, I I, I truly believe, because it, as far as uh, away from the the Polish border, we were uh, we were the only sense that it makes them being anywhere near there was to pick up uh, these weapons that they talked about uh, now being in. Um, uh, in whatever that is, West, Western Poland, but the uh, Polish border. So I think those guys are making those kind of movements, and I'm getting them from people here on the ground here uh, in Poland and in uh, in the Ukraine. So I think that's what's going on with them. But I, I want to reiterate, too, that uh, no helmets on those guys, and, and, and not to, you know, I don't want to make it sound like they were, you know, they were picking daisies or whatever, but they were, they, they were kind of in a stroll. They weren't in a... It was. It wasn't a. It, it didn't look like they were ready uh, to run into a fight or anything. As you look at it, they looked like they were out. Uh, you know. You know, looking for things or maybe training or whatever. But the explanation I got, and it, and it sounds like a, a very good one, is that uh, they are probably part of the team that's picking up those weapons, or they're part of that group. And uh, what weapons? I don't know. But apparently, there are there are weapons that were delivered. To the Ukraine from the from the Polish border, where I am, I haven't I haven't seen that, but that's probably that's probably remnants of of that mission or whatever you'd call it that uh, that procedure. Um, I got to believe that's the only thing they'd be doing there. It's, it's the woods. I mean, when I tell you it's the woods, it's Manorville, Tommy. I know uh, you know you know Manorville and and folks uh, know Manorville. It, it's the Pine Barrens, basically, and uh, it, it, it and all of a sudden there's troops there. Uh, yeah, it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't make an awful lot of sense. But that does make sense that they they would be picking up the uh, I, I don't know if, I don't know if they're missiles or whatever kind. But they are picking up weapons, and I got to believe that's what's happening over there. You know, Frank, the Wall Street Journal reports today that uh, missiles did hit airports at dawn in the western Ukrainian cities. I wonder if you're familiar with these areas. I know you're probably mapping things out. Uh, one of the cities is Ivano-Frankovitsk. I, I can't pronounce it correctly. The other one is Lutsk, L-U-T-S-K. Uh, the, apparently there's airports there and that the Russian military campaign is starting to target that western area. Uh, have you noticed anything? Because this is what, uh, again, that's coming out from the Pentagon. This was coming out from some of the news reports. This is this is what happened the other day. I may have reported this to you, but what I, what I'm doing, uh, and and again, this is without any knowledge of this is what you're supposed to be doing. Every once in a while, mainly when I'm in the Ukraine, only when I'm in the Ukraine, and I'm driving alone like that, I'll roll down the window and I'll listen. And every once in a while, I'll stop just so it doesn't get caught up with the, the noise of the car. And I'll listen to see if I hear anything, any kind of bombing. I'm, I, and I'm pretty sure I reported this to you, definitely either you or Jay, and I heard sirens. And I drove, I drove a little toward where the sirens were. And as I got a little, a little closer to where the, uh, the sound was a little louder, uh, I came across cars that were flashing their lights at me. And I likened it to someone... Uh, like if there was a deer in the road 
and uh, or you know if, if you're in Vermont and there's a moose in the road, they flash the, the the lights at you real quick to warn you that hey, careful what's going on. Or maybe in, in the case like a, a cop is coming, you know, uh, you know, some somebody on the street, a fellow traveler may do that. And uh, so as I started getting closer to that, there were uh, there was a there was a siren going on. At so at some point, right around that point. Uh, somebody told me to turn around and they were telling everybody to turn around. And, and I did. And I followed these guys and I pulled over and one of the guys coming by, I kind of waved down and I really didn't know where I was either. And I wanted to get out of there. You know, I was a little, you know, a little shaken up by that. And, and I asked the first guy, uh, had no idea what English was, right? Uh, the next guy I got started explaining to me, um, a, a little about what's going on. And I said, I said, what's the, the siren? I said, you heard the siren? He said, yeah. He said, rumors. You know, it's rumors. I said, so there was nothing that uh, happened? He said, rumors. And then he took off. You know, just really politely took off. So I took that as, as saying maybe there were rumors that that uh, Russians were coming, uh, rumors that there were uh, there were missiles, rumors that whatever. But that's, that's the last I got on it. I don't know if I told you that the other day, but that's... Um, uh, this is as close as I saw to any kind of uh, of action was was that the, the troop movement in in the Ukraine while I was uh, dozed off while I was sleeping and uh, in that siren situation. Other than that, I've been driving alone, seeing um, you know seeing different uh, sets of troops going in in uh, areas. Sometimes they wave back, sometimes they don't, um, but not in any kind of um, I, I don't know urgent. None of them seem to be in any kind of urgent state. And I take the fact that they don't have helmets on and that they, you know, they, they, it's cold. You know, they have hats on and have these masks on. But the fact that they're not uh, in helmet gear and things like that um, indicates to me that, that the Russians aren't that close. I could be wrong. And I, I'm, you know, <laughs> with what you're just saying to me there, I'm probably going, going to... Uh, uh, be very careful about driving at least at night. In the daytime, you kind of know what's going on. At night, Tom, it's, uh, I'm telling you, it's, it's twilight zone-ish. When I saw those those troops, even though it ended up being uh, Ukrainian troops, uh, for about 30 seconds, 40 seconds, I thought they were Russians. And if you're just waking up and you're thinking Russians, I, you have no idea what their treatment is going to be uh, of me. I have a press pass on the, uh, on the dashboard. In fact, I still have it on. Here, I always have it on there, and I have one around my neck. So I'm trying to uh, alert everyone, hey, look, I'm not uh, aggressive, I'm the press, I'm whatever. But what would the press, uh, what would the Russians think of us? And, uh, and what would they, you know, would they, you know, go through uh, my information? Would they see what I've been saying or see what I've uh, been, uh, been talking about? Um, I think the last time I talked to you, I mentioned I was going to try to fly out through Belarus. And I thought about this, and we talked about this, and everyone that uh, that I've uh, spoken to here, and everybody that I've gotten a kind of trust here, told me that you know you're crazy if you do. It's uh, you know it's a whole different game up there, and that's uh, that's a Russian ally, uh, Belarus, and uh, they're very pro pro Putin, and they're very pro uh, pro Russian, of course, and those are the one ally uh, allies that uh, that Russia has here, and you know having. Uh, having said all of that, I'm, um, I'm I'm reluctant to go up, and you know maybe this is just you know total paranoia, 
but some of the conversations I've had with you, some of the conversations I've had uh, with, uh, you know, Morano on, on ABC, uh, some of the conversations I've had with, with Jay, I've said that people have said to me, people have said to me that the nightmare is over when, when Putin is killed and killed by someone he knows or, uh, or somebody that's close to him, obviously, because those are the only people that would get there. And maybe this is paranoia on my part, but if I go into Belarus and they listen to any of the shows and they hear me saying that, could, could they turn around and say that I am, I'm pushing the idea that Putin, <laughs> Putin should be assassinated? And could they use that as an excuse to detain me or to, to do whatever? So, uh, again, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm overemphasizing uh, uh, the, the, the power of our, our words here, go, you know, going on locally and, and talking locally. And maybe I'm, uh, you know, I'm overstating our importance here. But under the circumstances, um, if, if they heard that, I don't know. I mean, I could, uh, could they use that as an excuse to uh, uh, detain me, arrest me, whatever. But um, the bottom line is it, it's really not worth me going into Belarus for that. Uh, there's a, you know, and not to ramble on, but the, there's a, a big part of me that, that almost feels like I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm missing a big part of the picture if I don't see Russian troops or if I don't see some kind of action. Again, I, I avoided action. I'm here in the sticks. I'm in, in the suburbs. I'm, uh, I, I've covered a lot of territory, but I'm nowhere near a major city where I know that's where the action would be. Um, the, the, you know, the biggest problem here is that if you, uh, uh, if I really want to see Russian troops or, or see even Russian tanks or whatever, I've got to go to Belarus. And, and that's my, uh, that's my issue is, uh, does something like that happen? So again, I don't know where I'm going. I don't have a, uh, a get home pass yet. I don't have a, a ticket home, but, um, I, I'm starting to think about uh, maybe a, uh, an exit plan and, uh, and, and where I'm going to fly out from. But I'll tell you right now, it's probably not going to be Belarus. Yeah, I would hope not. I mean, they uh, Belarus obviously a very strong ally of, of Russia, and as far as um, Russia, i.e., Belarus or whatever, imprisoning Americans, it doesn't seem to have a problem with that. They ha- they're holding right now a woman athlete uh, because they claim that they found some. Uh, uh, cannabis or, or cannabis oil or something like that in her in her luggage, and uh, the word is that they would hold Americans almost as hostage as a result of what's happening to the uh, Russian economy. So that's why I would uh, and to hear you say that you're thinking of an exit plan. Let me tell you something, Frank. A lot of people are breathing a lot easier when they just heard you say that because we're getting a lot of uh, concern for your safety and things like that too. So I want you to say that because every time you come on, I'm getting the text message and the emails. Got a minute left, Frank. Uh, just very quickly, the refugee situation still pretty intense. Yeah, intense. I I sent you and Mike Scudero some uh, some photos of a, a crossing center that I I came back through um, uh, the uh, the country into uh, into Poland uh, through that crossing center, and there was uh, there was very little activity for the most part there. Uh, early, earlier in the uh, in the day, there was uh, there was hardly anything. But all of a sudden, and I sent you pictures of it, there's uh, four large buses appeared, and they all had refugees in it. And uh, I, you know, I don't know the, the amount of refugees that they hold, but I sent, I sent the uh, photos to you. 
And then as, after I sent that, another four came. And then more after that. So anyway, thanks, Tom. Have a great weekend. Yeah, Frank, you be safe. We'll hope to see you soon. Frank McKay. I'm Tom Shalero. Thanks for joining us today, folks. Everybody have a good day, safe day, happy day, great weekend. See you all on Monday.